Aloha, I'm Alex. I'm Julie. And we're foodies sharing food while chatting about Boise and whatever else is on our plate this week. Julie, we're back for the final episode of the Table Rock podcast. Right. It makes me a little sad. I've so enjoyed oh, spending time with you, Alex. You're just I such a good friend. I can't wait to talk about all the different people we met this season. Well, and throughout the three different seasons we've been together doing yeah. the podcast. I mean, we've had uh, a pretty amazing adventure across the food scape, scape of uh, the this corner of Idaho. Yeah, so the Treasure Valley. We started in Boise, but we've actually dashed all over. So Yes, we've been into Meridian and the North End. Well, and all the way out to Caldwell. So, yeah. I mean, really, I mean, literally, we went to Amano together yes, within that did. time. And we took a magic carpet ride every yeah. once in a while during one of the seasons yeah, to, the to look around the, the neighborhoods. And so we've gotten to see a lot that I wouldn't have known existed if I hadn't had the opportunity to spend time with you. So thank yeah. you. What was your favorite season or theme, Julie? I'm curious. Of the themes? Yeah. So we had the state of food for the first season and then neighborhoods for the second. And then we had a third season of influencers. Well, my favorite was the state of food because I like to eat. Yeah. And in the state of food, everybody brought food. Yes. <laughs> and I got to try a lot of different. Oh, my goodness. It was it was amazing food that people brought in. Yeah. And then in the other ones, we talked about food, but we weren't as likely to eat. So yes, totally. I have to tell you, though, I do kind of visually in my mind. Uh-huh. I still like the magic carpet ride. I still like yeah, the idea of floating around. One. Well, the valley is growing so fast. Yeah. And you just, it's a set, you get a different sense of the valley when you talk about places all over the valley. Actually, oh my gosh, Julie, I didn't tell you. I actually drove through the mint fields that our, um, our guests had talked about. Who was that? That was um, Simple Bites Meals, who we had on. I uh, my horse is now out in New Plymouth. Oh, I've been. I used to work there. Right, and so having to drive out to New Plymouth, I have driven through. I think about it all the time when I'm driving because yeah. we had a lot of discussion of farm to table. Yeah, and that people are just now cranking up their. Uh, they're out with their tractors, mm-hmm. and I drive through a lavender field. Oh gosh, and, how lovely! And you. It really is amazing the amount of farming we have going on in the valley totally. when you get outside of Boise. Yeah. And until we started talking about farm to table, I really didn't think that much about it. But a lot of our restaurants engage in farm to table. Yeah, totally. Um, speaking of our favorite foods for the first season, what was what was the top thing you enjoyed, Julie? I'm curious. Oh, I really liked um Oh, it's hard to pick because the flower child macaroons, they were really great. Oh, those were so good. But I have to tell you that I'm sort of a meat person because my son is a vegetarian. So yeah. we never, we don't really get to have as much meat around as as I normally like. So we yeah. had two different opportunities to eat meat. And that one was, one was Albertson's and then the other one was the, um, I'm, Looking. Capital Cellars. Capital Cellars. Thank you for yeah. helping me. The prime rib. Oh my God, it was what, so good. The Senator's prime rib. The Senator's prime rib from Capital Cellars was by far the... I think that was my favorite too. It was the most elegant prime rib I'd ever had. Yeah. And the fact that she would bring it all the way over here and have 
serve us. Logan and her family's story is super interesting. I find her such a valid member of the community. Right. And she brought wine pairings yeah. with it. Which I was mean, so good. I had it. I mean, it, it was an, an exquisite meal when she yeah. got done with it. Totally. So. Um, I, I kind of have that up there in my mind. Hmm, I think for me, my favorite was my mentor, Tara Morgan, when she brought that grazing tray. I just loved all the accoutrements I remember. And I think it was the most surprising. I think for the other ones, I kind of knew what to expect. But with hers, I was super stupefied at what she brought over. And she's with Wild Plum, and mm-hmm. they have the most interesting sort of venue, too, yeah. with the little plastic houses. Mm-hmm. That you can... The greenhouses. Uh, greenhouses you can mm-hmm. go and be in. Um, yeah. Did you th- see they opened up recently? They're doing like a tiki theme right now. I did not see yeah. the tiki they theme. Have, they have some new um, patio space. Oh, well, I. she said she, when we interviewed her, they were working on building that. So. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, they said they were going to expand. So And they did. Because uh, for a while, you just had to walk in to get the sandwich and had to leave mm-hmm. if you were doing the luncheon yeah. menu. Yeah. And then they had the uh, greenhouses if you reserved the space. But I, I thought that was a wonderful tray. You're right. The, it was a wonderful, exquisite tray of food. I also would be remiss not to be thankful for the fact that we were on Tree Fort twice, which was awesome. Right. I was... Um, I I have that in our notes, but I didn't make either one, so, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm less inclined to bring it up as one yeah. of our successes. Well, but no, you came to the second one, Julie. What do you mean? You oh, were, I yeah, I did. The, I'm sorry. That's you were wrong. the speaker. Yeah, that's right. You I, were, I was you the were moderator. Part of it. You were the moderator. That was, I was a big the deal. Moderator. I was going to, yeah. but I didn't make it to the farm to table dinner. Yes, because my husband had an emergency. Correct. Yeah. We were supposed to do the whole thing with Tree Fort. Yeah. We had the opportunity. So that's why yeah. you're absolutely right. The influencers uh, that we did at Tree Fort mm-hmm. was one of the best podcasts we did. I think so, too. I actually applied for it to win a James Beard. So we'll probably hear back next week if we got put on the semifinalist list. Oh, I thought we'd probably been already cast aside. I think so, too. But you never know. We'll mm-hmm. find, they po- They're posting the results next week. Uh, well... I, I do think uh, for the listeners who haven't seen it, heard it, they might want to go back and hear that because that yeah. was, we had an entire table of people who talk about food in and food content creators in the Treasure Valley mm-hmm. and, and how hard it is and how difficult to, to be in this business to make money and get mm-hmm. out and do it and how people don't really appreciate the advertising that they're doing for folks. It yeah. was a, I thought it was a really good good uh thank you for reminding me because what i was thinking about with the tree fort was how i'd missed the first one no no i missed the food to table oh yeah i mean i we didn't get to eat totally and you told me it was okay but not okay but you know i think this year they really did it up this year they had teff company they had um an ethiopian kibram's there they did a lot of different new vendors which i thought was pretty cool well, that's good. Well, they are clearly Tree Fort. Let's face it. I just went to the new cinema in Bodo. Oh, you did, yeah. And right next to it is another building they bought. We know that they bought one building, mm-hmm. but they've got uh, a building, a second building. Yeah. So uh, yeah. some kind of hall. Yeah, they bought the um, the Shriners Hall, I think, as well. Right. So is that the Shriners Hall that's the right Shriners, by Bodo's? No, that's a different one. I think that's their first music hall that uh. they bought. Um, versus the Shriners Hall is kind of more left of town towards, uh, what is that 
music shop so close. Record shop? Yes, the record exchange. Well, that's what I thought. I did not think that this this hall that's right on Capitol mm-hmm. was the one that I'd read about in yeah. the newspaper. So I thought, wow, they're really getting big. Treeport totally. is really getting mm-hmm. big. Yeah, the music scene is really growing here. Right, sure. and and the people coming in for Treefort. Yeah. Because the weather was just terrible this year. Yeah, for Treefort. I, it I was, was kind awful. of happy I didn't make it. I mean, but it was terrible, and yet yeah. they had huge crowds because we were out and about, and we'd see people pouring oh. rain and people dancing and jumping around. Yeah, and- I mean, it's crazy. I remember last tree fort I went to, I got to meet a band from like Switzerland and so many different varieties, and that's the cool thing during tree fort week, I think, is what gets people out, is you just can't get that music any other week here in Boise. Well, while we're talking about tree fort... Mm-hmm. When when we did Tree Fort with the influencers, yeah. the Hudson's of Hudson's Bakery provided mm-hmm. the food. Yes, kolaches and cinnamon rolls. And we have not thanked them, but I was going to say one of the nice things about doing this uh, podcast with you has been that I've made some friends. Yeah. And I just love that, re- Julie. I really love the Hudson's, and yeah, we've been out to eat amazing. with them in Napa, and they're just wonderful people. And they're fun to follow on their uh, if, on their Instagram on their social media. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really they do a great job. Follow. They do a great job, and so they did a great job that day with the food. Oh yeah, and I, I want to thank them for that. Yeah, because we were really the only people that really provided food. At totally. The I think podcast. I'd also like to thank our sponsors that we've had throughout the seasons. I didn't even think we would ever get a sponsor. And here we are, season three, Julie. So we had Crave Delivery, sponsor for the second season. The first season, we had um, a couple of different locations that we got sponsorship from. They were all through the Speak Studio. And then this third season, we have Commonwealth sponsoring us. And it has just been so great to have these conversations. And I appreciate them putting their money towards it right yes yeah, so it it has been great i was surprised we had sponsors <laughs> <laughs> for three seasons i'm always i'm not the optimist i know <laughs> you said to me oh we'll get sponsors and you yeah, did we you did li- you lined them up i did not yeah, line them up no so worries. thank you for doing that but um back to what we did during i i'd like to talk a little bit uh-huh. more about we talked about it a little bit about the state of food but i'd like to talk a little bit more about uh, the neighborhoods too oh sure so, um i think that one of the things we had natalie from hello meridian on yes she's fabulous she is and you know she has a huge following and she is the only person i know that does make her living everyone mm-hmm. else that talked about it has to do something else and yeah. then but she actually does make her living on social media. Mm-hmm. And she's also lovely. Yeah. I mean, you, you would think any she is so gorgeous. You think, mm-hmm. gosh, she's not going to be a nice person. But yeah. she's, I, I mean, that's not very, very kind no, of but me. I get but what she, you mean. she is just the nicest person to meet. Yeah, and she really to. is. And she's, I think, consistently nice to everybody. Yeah, and she's really got, I think, a good pulse on Meridian, which is awesome. Right. Well, I think anymore, she's she's pretty much covering, with the Boise Bubble, which is their podcast, I yeah. think they're pretty much covering the whole One of valley. the reasons I chose Neighborhoods for a theme was I felt that a lot of Boise is like right in the north end, the downtown scene. 
And I just wanted to open up the idea that maybe we could have more neighborhoods like Nampa and Caldwell and the West Ada side and different areas. And I think we definitely got to see different parts of town for sure. I think the one that was the biggest surprise to me, by Uh the way, and I have gone to most frequently since we did that session Uh was the Boise bench with Dr. Kelly Pennings. Oh God, love her. She she totally didn't want to be a guest on the podcast and I had been so fervent that I thought she would be a great asset. Well, the bench is just totally changing. And so for people who haven't been up here, Mm -hmm. they need to drive up Leita and see the, the various new places to eat that well, like the still isn't new, but it's really different. A up new here location. On, well, up here on the bench, it's really different. Mm-hmm. They have fire and you can sit outside. And then there's two other restaurants right there with them. Yeah. And then the new Primal Coffee is across the street. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's a great place for food in that yeah. area. Just one little block area. Totally. Pretty amazing. Yeah. So she was, uh, she really opened my eyes to that about how much the bench was changing totally i think for me my biggest surprise was katie had uh he had said uh from the west boise bars i was kind of unsure because she's more about alcohol than food and i didn't know how she would mix well but i thought her conversation was super enlightening i i loved her she brought in she brought in mocktails and made them for us right during the podcast and they were really fancy and since then it's made me think more i've mentioned in fact Uh that there are some new bars opening not here but around the country Uh that are simply mocktail bars and they're being written up in the new york times so i mean that's a new direction that uh, drinks are going. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to Kin a couple times and I was able to ask for no drinks or no alcohol as well as the uh, Boise Botanical Gardens did a farmer's market dinner. And there I also had a non-alcoholic pairing, which I thought was super progressive. Normally in the past when I've told people I don't drink, they just don't give me anything. Right. And that's okay. I mean, water is great. Yeah, for sure. God invented water for a reason. Yes. <laughs> but... What always bothers me when you do, I don't drink because of various medications mm-hmm. I take. And it used to be that they would, you would offer free drinks at various events, meaning wine and beer. Mm-hmm. And then you'd ask for something else and you'd be charged a big amount of money, mm-hmm. even though you weren't drinking wine and beer. And yeah. I found that kind of annoying. For sure. And so I think that's something we kind of have to outgrow, that it's okay to be uh, not drinking is okay. Totally. And and mocktails are one option. I wear the badge proudly. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it's a a good option for people. And then we did mention Beth earlier about the mint fields, which we loved. Um, We got to talk to Ryan, our podcast uh, producer for our second season. That was great as well. Ryan is doing fabulous. What's he doing right now? He is still running his sports podcast, and I think he's finishing up his years at BSU. Yeah, great. He was his sports podcast. He was always fun to to have him produce for us. As is our current producer, Chris Adams. Yes, Chris, with, shout out with hello, toasted hello. marshmallows. Yeah, he, yes, he's, you have been so great, Chris. He's been great oh, to thank work you. with. We we really needed a new studio, and you were just the perfect place. Truly, awesome. Big news! Fort Builder has expanded and moved their headquarters to a new home in Garden City, just two minutes away down the road from their former location downtown, but now with plenty of free parking. 
The Commonwealth, a creative league and co-working club by Fort Builder, is a passion project designed to bring artists, entrepreneurs, freelancers, and remote workers together, providing a happier, healthier, and more productive workplace. Come by to collaborate, network, and play at the amazing new space in the former Culligan Water Factory at 34 Sinchindin. But I, I want to go back to Beth because she's with Simple Bites. Yes. And uh, they're a really big company here in town. And they I, are. And I think people don't. When she came on and talked to us about her company, I'm not sure that folks understood quite how large a company they are. And yeah. they make tons of food. Mm-hmm. And in fact, we're thinking about using them because oh, really? my husband is having some surgery and we've been yeah. talking about what to do. And mm. and that made me do more research on them. And and, I, and they're actually set up to, to do that, like yeah. to deliver packages mm-hmm. if you have an illness and in they're the delicious. family. And uh, well, what we had was delicious we had a breakfast sandwich mm-hmm. and it was very tasty that's the only thing i've tried but yeah i, I do think that uh i hadn't quite understood until they came on um uh, the kinds of the size capacity uh, the size of their operation is huge and it's been there a long time mm-hmm. so they're and they're a family-owned small woman business beautiful mm-hmm. it is really beautiful the um I also think that we, we haven't talked about some of the first-year food. We jumped through the food we liked, but we didn't talk about all of the different foods. Yeah. I think one of the most consistent local businesses in Boise is uh, the peanut shop. A hundred percent. With Dan Balif. I think whenever you see things going on with the chamber or you see the farmer's market, they are always at the – they're, Present. to me, an example of – what a small business really does well. They yeah. they started oh, from the family. Everybody had to work all the time, and mm-hmm. now I think they don't have to work a lot, which is great. Yeah. They, they're able to hire people to do a lot of mm-hmm. their work, and they've opened the roasting area up here on the bench. Oh, but, nice. That sounds like a fun attraction. Well, they got it out of their main store downtown. Wow. But I, I just think that he's what would be seen as uh, – a classic business person because he was with a big company and then took his buyout. And... Do you remember the hot nut I tried? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was steaming up. Totally I, I, I won't try anything hot. <laughs> no, I know. They're really hot. Yeah, really hot. It has a name. What's its name? Um, I think it was a Carolina ghost pepper. Yeah, it was. Say? Yes, a ghost yeah. pepper. That's correct. Yeah. Yes. Very, very. You you could hardly eat it. I could. And, I, you know, honestly, when I think of um, Dan at City Peanut, he is just the epitome of community. He's always getting involved and trying to make it a little bit of a better place. The other uh, person that uh, I thought was really fun to me, mm-hmm. just as a personality, yeah. was Mackenzie and her chocolate chip oh, cookies. Those her cookies, cookies I was... still dream about. Yeah, they were great. Yeah, they were I, great I wish she would sell them. I would buy them. Yeah, she just heartbeat. brought them in for us. Yeah. I mean, that was... We did post the recipe Yes, on our social media if you're looking for it. Yeah, you'd have to go back because it yeah. was a couple of years ago. But mm-hmm. uh, she's a wonderful cook. Oh, yeah. And, and just a great person. Just a great person, really fun to talk to. And then we had Chef Christina and Murray, and we talked about uh, how we really spent quite a bit of time with her on 
food insecurity. Yeah, that was a deep conversation. That's one of her big topics. And it worries me right now because, of course, we've cut food stamps just recently in this country. Oh, no. And, yes, we had higher food stamps because of uh, COVID. And now Um, we've rolled that back. But as we know, because of inflation, food prices have not rolled back. back. Yeah. So, and some families are getting as much as $250 less a month. Yeah. I And I really don't know. I mean, I think the food banks and places like that that deal with food insecurity mm-hmm. are really probably uh, going to be very hard hit. You know, I was thinking me and my mom just went to Jeanju recently and we spent $80 and we did think that was quite a bit for baked goods. Well... Janju is, is, of course, a pastry perfection. It, it, it is. For people who don't know it, it's near, it's state and 16. Yeah, I think we've mentioned them before. We have, but I just want to make sure we, there. I consider them sort of where you go for a special treat. Yeah, totally. Because they are very high end. Yeah. We did have Gaston's on, and they do have special treats that are maybe a little more affordable. Affordable, totally. But they aren't as elegant. Yes. So, I mean, different different food people provide at different levels, I think, too. Yeah, totally. I think it's interesting to try to use that system and talk about, you know, how we talked about food insecurity, people that um, are in food deserts, and also talking about other subjects, like with Liz, talking about the North End. Well, of course, Liz was really fun because the North End is full of variety. Mm-hmm. I mean, she loves living there. Yeah, she's a queen. And she's never going to move from the North no. End. But oh, the other no. side of it is that the people, I mean, that's the way the North Enders are. They're like planted. Yeah. <laughs> They're like trees. Once you move into the North End, you never leave. I love Be- that. Because it's so hard to get a place in the North End, yeah. too. Yeah, and totally. And ve- very expensive. I mean, the homes have really gone up in value. I will say, having been around Liz's neighborhood for quite some time, it is such a different area compared to the other parts of Boise as far as just access. Because you can walk right there and go to Royal Cocktail Bar or uh, what is that taco place? Oh, it's right in the middle, and they have yes. two dollar tacos on Tuesday. Yes, Perea. Yes, it's very popular. Yeah, I I really enjoyed my time when I was there. Right, the North End. You really can just. You really don't have to have a car at all. Yeah, that, that's because a you huge can thing. walk to the Co-op or Albertsons. So, mm-hmm. And get your main food. Yeah. And you have really good access to our bus system, mm-hmm. which, as we know, if you're like us up a mm-hmm. hill, is not available at all. Oh, really? Oh, you. It's That's there, surprising no, because you guys are so close to town. I would have thought you'd Well, you'd have, have a, to get off of Shaw Mountain to get to the bus. Yeah, which is at the bottom of the hill. Which is bottom of the hill. So you'd yeah. have to get down there. Oh, no. <laughs> so if it, someone didn't have a car, it would be very inconvenient. Well, and if you had a car, why would you get on the bus? Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's our, I think that's one of the concerns. Uh, I mean, when I think about Boise and growth, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, I think mass transit, we have got to deal with that issue because For sure. they, they keep talking about how housing's getting more and more expensive, but they're all combined. Yeah. A lot of places you don't have to have a car at all. Mm-hmm. You can actually, well, we just talked about the North End, yeah. but it's expensive. Yes. But in many cities, you can live without a car. Yeah. Which helps reduce your costs, right? Totally. And then you, some of your exercise is taken care of because you're walking around 
and that gives you your daily exercise so mm -hmm. you don't have to have pay for a workout gym. Yeah. And so, I mean, a lot of things kind of feed into each other mm -hmm. when you don't have access to mass transit. I do think we really did talk in that season about what a good neighborhood looks like. I think that was part of the conversation as well. Right. I do think the bench is, by the way, evolving into what would be mm -hmm. – um, more of a neighborhood like the North End. Oh, I Julie, I would say my neighborhood out in West Ada, uh, Lake Hazel and Five Mile, we have a, a little pub uh, called Three Wood Pizza, and it feels very similar. You can walk to the gas station. You can walk to Albertsons. There's a couple places within that And space. they're trying to make that happen in CUNA. Hmm. They're working on, they have some small little shops. When yeah. we went out to visit the Hudson's, Yeah, they're working on it, but it's not there but i thought it was so cute like uh this last summer i was out there with them uh picking blackberries with their kids and i thought that was the funnest thing because i had never been near a city municipality that had uh you know food to to harvest right out there to blackboard yeah. yeah well if you go to the hudson's in cuna you actually can sit and picnic tables in the backyard and it's all grass behind them. So I was telling them that they should capitalize on that because it is a really prime spot in a land. Mm -hmm. it's, it's gorgeous. Very, it's very pretty. Mm -hmm. So I would encourage if people have any. The other thing about Cuna, if you want to find where families are, my husband and I just happened to get out there one day. There were a zillion buses, <laughs> not not mass transit buses. Yeah. Buses, school, school buses. buses. If you won't get out there around three o'clock, oh, you you are stuck in all these buses because yeah. that's where people can afford homes around yeah. in some of these areas and mm -hmm. the children are there's tons of children though i have to tell you in the last uh -huh. week one of the houses on our corner up yeah. on on shaw mountain you yeah. know how neighborhoods change yes sold and they're bringing six children with them when they move in oh my goodness and that will put on that corner 17 children in a five house radius oh god so what was a neighborhood of all old folks uh -huh. just became suddenly young again. transformed into a neighborhood of lots of kids, which we, my husband and I think is really fun. But Aww. we're like the old people on the block. Yeah. Oh my goodness. And and we're gonna have to be careful not to hit children. Oh I mean, yeah, you gotta be careful with that type of stuff. Well, seventeen kids in five houses—that's yeah, a lot of kids for sure. Mm-hmm. So. Um, you have a lovely neighborhood. I lo loved visiting your neighborhood. Right. And, but I do think that when you're, we're talking about neighborhoods, they can transition very quickly. Oh, yeah. 100%. I mean, just like all these young families moving into our neighborhood. Yes. Well, and speaking of, uh, the reason why we are closing the podcast is because I'm moving to Massachusetts to be closer to my grandparents to help take care of them. Uh -uh. Um, it's been something that's been weighing on my heart for quite a bit. So um, I'm excited for the move, but I'm nervous. It's a huge jump for sure. Right. And I think you'll love Massachusetts. I think there'll be I'm lots hopeful. of new things to do and try. It, the, the the worst that happens is you have an experience, you know, a yeah. new adventure for a year or two because you're going to school too, right? Yes, correct. So that's the other thing is I'm actually considering going on in-person classes. Uh, I think that would be helpful. Yeah. You might tell folks what you're doing with your school. Yeah. So I'm getting my master's in gastronomy, the study of cooking through Boston University. And right now I'm in a food writing course learning about food writing, which has been super enlightening. I'm hopefully going to release a personal essay um, in the next two weeks. Um, so hopefully going to get that published somewhere. Um, but yeah, 
Well, you've always been a great writer. Oh, thank you. But I, I mean, this. I, I'm sure they're helping you target it more towards. I heard coming up here, uh, coming uh -huh. to the podcast. I heard on public radio someone who had just written a cookbook, mm -hmm. and I thought, you know, food writing is a pretty. Uh, it's a very specialized niche. Yes, a hundred percent. Because you don't just put the recipes in there; you have to have some story story behind them. And of course, that's I assume that's what you've been working on. Um, I, yeah, I have done a couple recipe um writings as well as a dish focused story. We've learned nine different styles of stories that food writing does. My personal favorite are personal essays, which are kind of like this hodgepodge of research and um and your opinion, which I just love. Well, that's great. Yeah. I also think you'll like being in a very liberal climate. Um, that really think, excites me. I think most of our audience know that you're gay. And, yes. Uh, and we, this has been a tough year here in Idaho. Oh, for, my goodness. Yeah. For various people who have uh, different, uh, express themselves in different ways, mm -hmm. which I support totally. Yeah. And I don't want to go through all the different labels, but... I mm -hmm. just feel we've just had a terrible year at the legislature oh, in gosh, terms yeah. of accepting people for who they are. Mm -hmm. And just the word kindness, where where is that word? I, yeah. I worry about Idaho a Not lot. Not at the Capitol. Well, I worry about it. And yeah. I worry about, I, I don't think it's who we are. You know, when, I've, mm -hmm. when we've talked to people one-on-one -on -one in our various podcasts over mm -hmm. the season, I have not felt that Idaho is a place that, where we want to breed discord and hate, and yet it seems to be what our elected officials are interested in, and yeah. that makes me really sad. So um, while you're talking about new directions, we're still staying in Idaho in our neighborhood with all the children arriving. I love that, Julie. <laughs> we do You'll just have... have to tell them that you guys are parents yourselves. Well, we have a new puppy who loves children. So oh, lovely. She sits on the patio and watches the Kita. children in the yard. Her name is Kita, in the, which means ours. Mm. Um, so we're all each other's, I guess, the three of us, the dog and Pete and I, because we also lost our cat this year, so we lost our dog and yeah, our cat. White cat. So it's been a, a hard year in terms of pets. For people who love pets, it's it's tough when you lose them. They they make a hole in your heart. Oh gosh, yeah. So, anyways, Kita's been a great source of joy. And I'm then so because glad. you were leaving us, I started. To, people say, "Why did you start a podcast?" and I started it before you left because yeah. I didn't want to be without a podcast. I yeah. enjoy podcasting. Well, this is your third podcast now, Julie. We had retired and recently graduated, <laughs> The Table Rock, and now you have that's Dame Julie. Dame Julie. And that's Dame, D-A-M-E, Julie, J-U-L-I-E. And you can find it on any place where podcasts are. Mm -hmm. I, I know people listen at a lot of different places. They listen Spotify, Apple. It's anywhere you want to listen to it. Yeah. And the focus initially has been uh, on my travel because mm. I've traveled a lot mm -hmm. and also on in some entertainment. Mm. And But we've moved more in our – and I've had some guests come. And as I've had guests come, we've moved more into travel. And if you're missing us, we actually did record an episode about our trips to San Francisco. We did. And – and I think it's a fun episode. I've listened to it, and I think it's yeah, fun. Good. But, but that's just me. Yeah, but I'll it, have to share. I think I posted it on my stories, but I'll have to make sure to post post about it more. Well, I um, 
I have found podcasting to be something I really enjoy, mm -hmm. and that's why I went ahead and did it, even though you're leaving. Yeah. Unlike you, I am not sponsored. I just pay for it myself. <laughs> oh, Julie. It's my retirement activity. Yeah, I love and, that. And um, as you know, but not everybody knows, I'm limited in a lot that I can do because of mm -hmm. my uh, neurological handicap. Yeah. I can't stand. I can walk, but I can't stand. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, podcasting, I've found, is something I can do and do easily. And with Chris's help out here at Toasted Marshmallows, we've been mm -hmm. able, I think, to get a really high-quality product out. Yeah. So I'm really proud of it. Even so, I, I consider them golden nuggets, Julie. I'm so excited to dive into them and mm -hmm. give them a listen. Yeah. Well, and so I've, I've enjoyed doing them. So they're largely focused on travel. And the first season is going to be 10 episodes. And then I'm taking the summer off and Lovely. then starting again in the fall. But I'm not quite sure. Do you sure have any travel plans? This summer? Yeah. Well, we have a place in McCall, which oh, lovely. we rented out mm -hmm. all winter because we went down to Arizona for a month. Yeah. And it's sort of interesting. We didn't plan on renting it all winter, but because housing is so short mm -hmm. in McCall, yeah. we had our property manager told us he had a family who was a teacher and a forest ranger oh, and they lovely. had a high school kid and they needed a home oh god and would we mind giving up the place for the yeah. entire winter so we did oh wow that's because great we needed to provide we thought it was a moral imperative to provide housing yeah and so i could only imagine the stress of getting housing in McCall. well and and then mccall did a story on people without housing and these people were quoted liberally uh -huh. so i mean that they hadn't been able to find housing so they'd yeah. been they were interviewed before they oh, found okay. our place yeah so I hope they found a place by June because we are taking it back in June yeah. to be up there in the summer. Yeah. But Good I do think guys. this housing is a, it's a real problem. Yeah, across the board in different parts of Idaho, I think housing is a huge issue. Well, and you get to a place like McCall or Sun Valley, mm -hmm. it's very expensive. See, we didn't charge, we charged what would be regular rent mm -hmm. because we'd never charged before. So, you know, we didn't need to charge exorbitant yeah. fees. Yeah. But not everybody would do that. Totally. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I When I was going to say, uh, when I lived in Moscow for college, housing was also an issue. Um, just really bad lending agencies. And uh, it was a problem when you were going off campus. <laughs> well, I... Um... I've, I, I, you know how you said you'd written a thing uh -huh. on, I've written a thing that I have out, I don't know that it, for some contest and it's called White Roots. Uh-huh. And that's because I've let my hair go white. Yeah. And since I let my hair go white, my hair, by the way, has been white since I was 30 or so because our family has prematurely white hair. I think it's striking, Julie. Well, but I'd never let it go white until I was 71. Uh-huh. And I get the oddest responses to it, so that's I know, why you I told before during the that, so that's season. why I I did the uh, the essay on yeah. it's called White Roots because of uh, how strangely I get treated with white hair. Yeah, a prejudice in yes, some way. Yes, no, older women are treated very poorly. That makes me and, so sad. And to I, hear. and I am no different than I was before. I mean, I can pay to. I, in fact, I debate it periodically. I uh -huh. keep. But I'm really stubborn, as you know, so you I figure I'm going to just push on through with my white hair and you I can... I love that, Julie. And, 
people will just have to deal with it. <laughs> yeah, get over yourselves. Yeah. I, I think whatever someone's hair color is their own business. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, why not have... Uh, I saw a young woman at the Y that had all different colors. Her hair was just rainbow colored. Lovely. And I thought, oh, that looks like so much fun. Yeah. And then her daughter also had a rainbow... T- ponytail oh my goodness they were walking rainbow family right they were walking out of the the y together and i thought well that's wonderful yeah and then the other day i was uh when i someone was cutting my white hair and they came in a transgender person came in and Uh said they'd never had their hair cut or fixed or trimmed yeah and i thought and they said they wanted to represent themselves on the outside the same as they felt inside oh gosh how sad well I, I thought that was so wonderful, though. Yeah. Do you see that that they were coming into themselves? So yeah, totally. Sad that they hadn't been able to yes, do that that's before, what I'm but certainly wonderful that they were expressing themselves. So, yeah. the white hair has been an opportunity to mm. kind of go. So when you ask about how did I get started with Dame Julie, I came up with the name Dame Julie because of the hair. That makes I, sense. Yeah, You're I, wearing your hair. I'm wearing my hair, and uh, that's a, a sign. Uh, in European countries, Dame means it's a sign of yeah. being in the upper classes. So, oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. So that's what that's you would, awesome. You're not your highness. It's the next level down. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Queen. You're close. I thought Queen Julie wasn't quite Maybe the right. Maybe for your fourth <laughs> podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, I hope people will listen in and to Dame Julie and hear yeah. about my trips and also entertainment. We'll talk some about movies. Lovely. Yeah, didn't we? We talked about Woman King. Right, we did, which yeah. is a great movie. Oh my God, so good! I watched it twice. Right. The other good movie that's out right now uh-huh. is Air. Oh, Air! Yeah, you, you and Pete went. I yes. Saw that. Yes, and that's about Nike. Yeah. And how they got started with Air Jordan. I, and we've talked about this before on the podcast, but Scott, my fraternity brother, her son, is a huge sneaker person. So he is. It totally made sense to me that you guys were going to see the movie. Oh, and we loved it because it's our time period. Oh, nice. I mean, it's real telephones. People yeah. see the, a lot of the tension in the movie uh-huh. is people sitting by phones. Uh-huh. And see, of course, your age doesn't even know what that means. No, because we But it all used to be you, you had to be by at in. your desk by the phone because you might miss the call. Yeah. And they're all waiting for the call. Was there vo- no voicemail? Well, you don't want to have Michael Jordan get a voicemail. Yeah. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> you no, know, no. When you're beating, when you're trying to beat out Converse and Adidas, you do not want to be the oh, person dang. that lets Michael Jordan get a voicemail. So Yeah. Um, Stressful. Yeah, they have to there, and then they show them using a phone booth too to uh-huh. fi- try and find oh my goodness. out what's going on. Uh-huh. So we enjoyed it just because we've lived that. Yeah, that's lovely. We know what it's like not to be tied to your phones. <laughs> I mean, you know, to actually yeah. have to go home and listen to messages. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have been mostly on a Netflix kick. I've been watching a lot of Netflix. Um, I really like this the Sabrina Chilling series. It's this like modern take on Sabrina, the teenage witch. Um, super good show. I love it. 
Oh, well, now the one I'm watching uh-huh. right now, but I've only started it, yeah. is The Diplomat. Oh, I've heard about this. It just came out. It's yeah. really good. Is it's it? so good that I set up too late last night. So, Oh, wow. You're lucky to have me yeah, here. I'm shocked. Yes. <laughs> you're lucky that I was able to pull myself out of bed with my white hair and yes. get up this morning and start running around. But hmm. it, I do think there's something about to be said about streaming and binging that is fun. Yeah. Julie, I also just want to thank you for doing the podcast with me. I knew we were going to do this. I dreamed it. We envisioned it. And here we are, three seasons accomplished. Yeah, I'm so excited for you. Thank you. It's, I, I, I've loved doing it with you or I wouldn't have tried a new one. Yeah. But I've loved spending time with you. You're just a wonderful person. Oh, thanks, Julie. And you, you've made my life brighter and younger to have you in my life because it helps me stay engaged with, I like different ages. Mm -hmm. That was one of the things we didn't like in Arizona. We were in a 55 plus community Wow! and there's lots of them popping up all over, but it's all seniors together and you don't see children at all and see, Oh goodness. We're kind of people that like to see a lot of diversity. Totally. And I think, people who are really comfortable in those communities really want to actually escape diversity yeah. not they want sameness and because mm-hmm. they're pretty expensive too so it does mean you're in a certain income bracket yeah totally and so we um you you've been a great gift to my life because you've made me open my horizons and look oh, way likewise, beyond Julie. where i was before i met yeah. you oh my goodness I wouldn't be the whatever professional goodness I bring to the world comes directly from you. You taught me the right way to do things. Oh well, thank you, mm-hmm. thank you. So, well, it's kind of sad to to to, to end, but I think we probably better cut our time yeah. off, don't you think? Yeah, but um, you can still find me on Facebook or Instagram at Alex Millis the Foodie. Yes, you've changed your title. We should go over that again. Yeah. You have changed from Boy Food to... To Alex Millis Foodie. And that's because you're moving and Boy Food is not as pertinent. I mean, it was such a great play on words here in Boise. Yeah, it's transforming. So it's becoming a blog about solo travel and food. Right. And I thought that was such a good idea when I saw that. So I'm glad you mentioned it. Yeah. Yeah. And you can find me on Dame Julie. Cheers. Cheers. Y'all, thanks for joining our podcast. We loved having you. Please subscribe and think about leaving a review. Your comments are always appreciated. And don't forget to follow us on social media at Boy Food on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. See you next week. Cheers. Cheers.